one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. All right, hold on one second, because clearly we have... uh... All right. I think we are good to go. Suncast just told me we had some video problems. Uh, Seems we are up and running. All right, so... My Take Radio episode 205, the special buyer's guide episode for Wednesday, November 27th, 2013. Our call in number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call in number 347-324-3541. You can also hit up our feedback line, 347-815-0687. That's 347-815-0MTR. So... Since uh, last week's show, you know, last week we went, I think it was about almost three and a half to practically four hours. It was, uh, I'll be honest with you, I was not, I wasn't happy with the way the show came out because, you know, there was audio issues, there were different things going on. You know, you're your own worst critic, but I, you know, I, I took the time to sit down and go through it and clean up some stuff. So we are... You know, it, it was good. This week's episode is a little bit more laid back, a little bit more free form. We are going with a, for, for those of you just tuning in, more of a Holiday Buyer's Guide episode. We're going to cover stuff in MMA, uh, stuff for the wrestling fans, stuff for the gamers that you can pick up for the holidays, whether it's for Black Friday or just some gift ideas that we wanted to toss out there. But it's not going to be... Just me sharing what I recommend, but we're also going to be joined some of by some of the MTR staff, including Quark. Uh, Jay Santi's going to call in. We're also going to be joined by Prometheus and Agamemnon from the uh, Punching the Walls of Reality show. They actually were covering Wizard World in Austin, and they're going to be sharing some of their experiences from that event. And they're also going to give us their ideas and their recommendations of stuff that they recommend for the holidays. The cool thing is those guys... They cover, you know, mixed martial arts and video games, and they also go into entertainment. So it gives everybody um, a different set of opinions, not just my own. Anyway, before we get into some of the MMA stuff and some of the stuff we're setting up with regards to that particular category, I did want to talk about the fact that, you know, Thanksgiving, it's kind of fall. I want to say it's fallen by the wayside for a couple of reasons, and some of you may agree or disagree with this, but it's weird seeing that when we were growing up, most of you probably remember that on Thanksgiving, the world pretty much stopped moving. It stopped moving. Like, all the stores were closed. Maybe you'd have a supermarket open till about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but you would go outside and everything would be shut down. Other than Chinese restaurants and maybe the occasional laundromat, everything else was shut. And it was it was good because, you know, people came over, you hung out, you watched TV, you watch whatever movie marathon was on. In my case, it used to always be a Godzilla marathon, which they would give either on Channel 11 or Channel 9. And you pretty much vegged out the rest of the day. And then maybe you'd venture out 
uh, Black Friday, which, you know, for a couple of years started at 4 or 5 in the morning and each year got progressively, progressively earlier. Yep, James Bond Marathon, that's that's another good one. And what ended up happening was... As the years went by, we kind of we we've really lost sight of that. And you know, it's cliched and it's shitty, but you really got to ask yourselves, how many people are legitimately going to go out of their houses after eating Thanksgiving dinner and go and buy a cheap $100 television? It's it just it baffles my mind that that's something that is even remotely considered because think about it. You, you, most people their Black Friday strategy didn't start until you know the next the next day four o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning whatever the case may be that's pretty much what it was built off of instead it's who strikes first right now for me i you know i work by a shopping center called roosevelt field and they're actually opening up get this at eight o'clock on thanksgiving night which is it's insane you know eight o'clock on thanksgiving night is crazy because Think about it. Put yourself in the in in the shoes of an employee. Uh, you're having dinner with your family, maybe five six o'clock. You can't even put yourself in a turkey coma because you're gonna have to run out and do whatever you got to do. You know, which is again, I'm not I'm not saying it's good or bad. It just again, it it erases what Thanksgiving is all about, which is you know spending time with your family. And listen, if you want to shop online, that's great. If you want to go out there and and do something at 3, 4 in the morning, that's fine. But uh, I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to go into a store on Thanksgiving if you're one of those people, and you're going to deal with employees who, yeah, they're there, and they might be getting time and a half. They might be getting some extra dough, and that's all well and good. But the fact is that it's not not something that they're happy to be doing. We all got to pay bills, and it's it's a little fucked up. Like me personally, most of my Black Friday shopping, I don't leave my house usually till five o'clock on the Friday after Thanksgiving because, like I said, it's too many crazies, too many people running around trying to kill each other for for a, for a fifty dollar TV. You know, the shit just doesn't make any sense. So it's a lot easier to just go out there or do your shopping online, which is pretty much what I've done the last couple of years. But like I said, this episode's going to cover a couple of different things. We're going to talk about some Black Friday stuff because there's definitely some stuff that I know a lot of you guys are going to bag. Then I know there's going to be some stuff that you guys may not want to pick up right away, but it's stuff that you may want to look for after the holidays. And quite frankly, on especially the the movie side of things and the, and the and the video game side of things, there's a lot of really awesome stuff coming down the pipe. And like I said, a lot of the a lot of our MTR faithful are going to be joining us. A lot of our staff are going to be joining us to talk about different things. As always, the call in number is 347-324-3541. Again, 347-324-3541. I know our our very own Slick should be joining us. I know that he actually got hurt on the job, so I don't know how much of an involvement he's going to have tonight. But in the event that I got to work the switchboard tonight, just, um, you know, let me know who the hell you are either in the chat or, you know, Slick will take care of it on his end. I just got a communique from Suncast. Let's see if the video is... Of course it is. Let's try that again. All right. Hopefully the video won't continue freezing. I don't understand what's causing the freezing tonight because I really don't have much running, but... um, 
you know, we'll keep an eye on it this evening. Anyway, as I was saying, um, you know, the the whole uh, pretty much the switchboard tonight may or may not be manned by myself and Slick, or it may just be ran by Slick, depending on how he's feeling. We'll see how it goes. But um, let's see, up. Oh, I don't have the other Skype running on the machine. Hold on a second, guys. I'm trying to uh, work out an issue with Suncast. Uh, Skype. Kill your other Skype. All right. So I think we got that covered. Based on what we're seeing, hopefully the video stays with us tonight. Anyway, let's get into some of the MMA stuff. And, of course, if uh, Prometheus and Agamemnon are in the chat, by all means, feel free to call in and we can get the ball rolling and talk about some of the MMA stuff that we're going to recommend. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. All right. Uh, uh, see what's working tonight, shall we? All right, so on the MMA side of things, there's a lot of different things that I'm going to be recommending and I'm going to be talking about. Obviously, the easiest are fight compilations. Secondly, I'm going to recommend some gear, but also there's going to be some other things I'm going to talk about as well. Of course, we got a card this weekend, which is the finale of The Ultimate Fighter, Rousey versus Tate. That's going to be this Saturday on Fox Sports 1. We're also going to be discussing some Bellator stuff, which you might want to pick up as well. But let's get into some of the stuff that I recommend for the MMA fan, whether it's the novice or the well-seasoned MMA fan that you're going to want to check out. Uh, First up, I want to talk about the UFC Ultimate Fight Collection, which you can pick up on Amazon uh, for $79. And the cool thing about the Ultimate Fight Collection is they've been releasing these every year, and they pretty much collect all the fights throughout the year. And I'm not talking about like entire cards, but I'm talking about main events and co-main events that are worth checking out. Now, the last couple of collections, the only thing that has bummed me out, and, and again, you can take this as a disclaimer, is that they only come in on DVD, but not Blu-ray. So if you want to pick it up and you're okay with dealing with it on DVD, it's $79 and you'll be able to pick that up if you want to check it out. And again, we'll make sure to provide links for this stuff. Um, the one fight collection that I've really wanted to get was the 2011 collection because that collection was, I believe, the one that had unedited music, which was cool because sometimes they got to alter some of the music for royalty issues. But nonetheless, if you're just a fan of checking out the fights, you can pick up the UFC Fight Collection for $79. I've also been told uh, Andrew is telling me that he is calling in. Let me see. AZ, is that you? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. I'm uh, I'm up late. I had no idea you were on, considering you're on my network, so I should know. And I see you're on. I'm like, oh, I'm up. I'm going to call the show. Yeah, we're doing something a little different tonight, not your regular run-of-the-mill show. So I'm actually glad... Um, you're calling in because I'm I'm sharing some of the stuff that people can pick up 
either for Black Friday or for the holidays, and it's going to cover the four topics of the show. So, you know, on the MMA side of things, we got a couple of different things to recommend, but we also got some stuff on the wrestling side, which I know you're going to probably have some recommendations of your own if you want to add them. Sure, absolutely. Well, like I was saying, on the MMA side of things, the UFC Ultimate Fight Collection is is pretty stacked. I'm seeing, you know, like I was saying, you're going to get all the fight cards from most of 2013, from two, from late 2012 through 2013. It's a solid buy for 79 bucks. It bugs me that it's only available on DVD and not Blu-ray, but you can't win them all. Yeah, I, I, I know that a lot of companies are doing that, and I still find it weird. On the WWE side, they are releasing Blu-rays now, which is actually great because, um, you know, the, the interview portion of it looks great, but if it's older matches and older fights, you know, it's kind of useless because it's going to be in 4 by 3 anyway, so it doesn't even make a difference. Right. The beauty of, of this collection is, luckily, we're getting fights that have jumped into HD, so I don't feel too bad. Definitely the older stuff, like the collections from 2010, 2011, definitely had, um, they did have what you were saying, just really, really shitty video quality. Oh, yeah. I mean, on the WWE side, I, I just watched the Triple H Blu-ray, uh, you know, the, the one that you just put out, and... Uh, I'm not going to go into a review until you go into that section, but, I mean, the entire thing was a Blu-ray, but all the matches were 4 by 3 so it made no difference whatsoever. So if it was a DVD or a Blu-ray, it was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, the other the other collection that is on Blu-ray is the UFC old, uh, Top 100 Fights, which is a compilation of the greatest fights in UFC history going back, uh, you know, Tito and Chuck Liddell, uh, the, UFC, the fights from UFC 1, all the way up till I believe UFC 100 with um, Brock Lesnar. So that that's an awesome set to have, especially if you're just coming into following the sport because you get to watch a lot of the more historic fights, uh, the Tito Ortiz era, the Randy Couture era, uh, the Chuck Liddell era, and that one's actually on Blu-ray. But again, you're going to see uh, degradation in video, especially in a lot like UFC 1, like with Hoist Gracie fighting, that video is just atrocious. But still, from a historic standpoint, and if you're just getting into the sport, I definitely recommend it. Rich, have you gone back to watch the first UFC? Because it was the anniversary. I actually went back to watch UFC 1. Oh, and I have. Man, I mean, you're talking about, I'm, it's a totally different sport. Yeah, the sport has, the beauty of, of, of mixed martial arts, and, and to a degree, even professional wrestling, because they do run together in terms of evolution is that it's become more of a, not only an interactive product but it's become more legitimized in the way that the that the fights are laid out even though you know mixed martial arts is, is a real sport there is still a level of theatricality and a level of of laying out the card that works that gets people to buy it like if you look at ufc one you're tuning in because you want to see the 300 pound biker fight the 160 pound black belt jujitsu practitioner and you want to see which one of those guys is going to walk out it was it was very much um old jean-claude van damme blood sport and kickboxer but i mean do you do you think the the negative stigma that ufc received because of the early years do you think that is true i mean looking back in hindsight like looking back now like when i look at ufc one and ufc two yeah, you know what? It was a little archaic, you know? Uh, pretty much it was an all-out brawl, and anybody could fight anybody. 
I kind of now, because I've followed the sport for so many years, I can kind of understand it now. I can understand that it was a, I mean, total anarchy. Well, you know what? That It was also because at that time the company was ran by SEG. SEG also run, ran um, Pride Fighting Championships in Japan. Now, Pride Fighting Championships um, had a level of, it, it had rules, but it also allowed a lot of stuff which you can't do here in the States from the unified uh, guidelines, such as uh, knees to the head of a downed opponent, um, stomps to the head. That stuff you can't do. So things like that are a huge factor with regards to just um, getting getting the rules more unified. It's, you know, 12 o'clock elbows, thank you, Agamemnon. You know, that's stuff that they don't allow here in the U.S. So it did take a level of savagery out of the sport. That doesn't mean that it's any less violent. But it's true what you were saying. If you go back and look at the other stuff, it was, you know, two men enter, one man leaves, and that was it. I mean, groin, uh, shots to the groin was legal. Yep, back then, absolutely. And, you know, the guys yeah, were the Gracies I mean, fighting in their geese. Yeah. Isn't that hysterical now when you look back? Yeah, those guys would come in fighting in geese. Uh, some guys would fight in wrestling sneakers while other guys didn't. So, you know, if you're doing foot stomps to a guy and you're wearing wrestling sneakers, you know you're, you're, you're tearing his feet up. I mean, also, you look back at the Gracies. You know, the Gracies were extremely successful because they were wrestlers. They could wrestle you on the mat. A lot of these guys were just pound-for-pound, you know, shooters. Well, you look at a guy like uh, they weren't. Uh, go ahead. They weren't like the Dan, like Dan Severin was a was a strong guy, and Ken Shamrock, and these guys, you know, uh, even like Bob Sapp. Well, Bob Sapp is a perfect example. This guy could not wrestle. In in Pride, he was successful because he could just punch you. But this guy would not have a chance now in in the UFC that we know of. Well, Bob Sapp, you know what's funny? Bob Sapp has has a re- uh, uh, reputation of taking dives. Because in Japan, the the thing is, the, the the MMA scene in Japan is so different because there's theatricality, there's a lot of mob activity, especially in the old days. And um, a guy like Bob Sapp, he's a freak show. They love him, you know. He's you got this giant black guy that pretty much goes out there and bull rushes through guys. At least he did back then, and that was that was unheard of. Like guys like like Bob Sapp, Quentin Rampage Jackson, Kevin Randleman. These are guys that. I mean, they... but look at a guy. Look at a guy like Don Fry. Okay, Don Fry was very successful in the early days of mixed martial arts, but this guy could not survive in the ring now. No, he couldn't. But Don Fry is is such a like Don Fry is your your that one drunk uncle that can go into a bar, fight <laughs> five dudes, and go home, and 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 have yeah, a drink. I mean, I mean, that's a perfect example. Even Shamrock. I mean, even even like a guy like uh, Ken Shamrock. This guy could not survive. Why? Because the sport has evolved. It's more than just someone that can knock you out. It's more than just someone that can grab you in an ankle lock. You need to be all out. A it, it, you need to know mat wrestling. You need to know how to punch. You need to know how to kick. You need to know how to how to have a really strong defense. You can't go in there as a one style guy and expect to win fight after fight. Nope. And what's happening is you're seeing a lot of the veterans, a lot of the established guys that have fought for so many years, they're starting to be exposed. I mean, a great example of this is uh, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz is a guy known for his tremendous wrestling acumen, his ground and pound, 
and also, you know, making Jenna Jameson his his personal baby receptacle. But besides that, you know, the the guy the guy as he progressed through the through the sport, he started getting beat up more often and losing decisions to guys that had better cardio or guys that were just more well-rounded because he, he didn't evolve. Even Brock Lesnar to a degree. Brock Lesnar relied on his size and the fact that he had ham hocks for fists. But the minute Brock see, Lesnar... Brock, Brock is an interesting interesting case because Brock was never the same after the uh, you know he got sick and he had the surgery. He was never the same after that. No, but he did he not. But he is a mat wrestler. He is. He's a, he's a, I mean, he's an NCAA, you know, wrestling champion. I mean, you look at even a guy like GST. I mean, GST's last fight, he got his ass handed to him by Johnny Hendricks. He did get his ass handed to him by Johnny Hendricks. And this, but... is, a, this is an all-out fighter. I mean, GSP, in my opinion, is one of my favorite fighters, but he could not handle Johnny Hendricks in that fight. He couldn't, but you know what it is? Those are guys that are more well-rounded, and they have various facets to their game. See, in Brock Lesnar's case, even his training partners used to say, they're like, yo, Brock doesn't like to get hit. And that's a problem because it's like you have a, you have a guy who's a massive human being who, who can pretty much, if, if he applied himself correctly, if Brock Lesnar applied himself correctly and didn't get stopped by diverticulitis, Brock Lesnar would have probably been champion now still. Because oh, he's, the heavyweight division, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the problem is he didn't like to get hit. He didn't like to round out his game. You know, he got one submission victory with that Kimura, but it wasn't like he was going out there and and accepting the fact that he was going to get punched in the face. He figured, hey, I'm the biggest guy and I'm going to rush through these guys. But when you're fighting a guy like Cain Velasquez or a guy like Junior Dos Santos, it's like big goes out the window because if you get hit, you're being separated from your consciousness regardless of how big you are. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at on the female side of of UFC. I mean, Ronda Rousey has been deemed, you know, the the female fighter, but really she's a one trick pony if you ask me. Ronda Rousey hasn't been punched in the face by a chick that has no. napalm fists, and that's the problem. Ronda, I love Ronda Rousey. She's a tremendous ambassador for the sport. I, I you know, I, I like to call her Roddy Piper with boobs because she goes out there. She knows how to sell the product. She knows how to be edgy. But she's also fighting girls who, you know what, if you say to your, if you, if your dad taught you every day to do 100 push-ups, by the time you were 21, you you could do 10,000 push-ups in a day in the in a blink of an eye. Nobody would be able to compete with that. Ronda Rousey's mother was, uh, you know, a judo practitioner. She, she, she drilled into her daughter's head how to be a complete athlete. So that's why she's able to get an arm bar in so easily. That's why yeah, she can I get mean, it from everywhere. I mean, also, if you look at it, I mean, if we step step back, she's only had one fight in the UFC. Everything else, yep. it was strike force, obviously. I mean, she had Liz Carmouche, which we everybody going into that fight knew that she would win. But Liz Carmouche put up a fight. I mean, she rocked her a couple times. She did. The only other fight, I mean, the only other fighter that I could think of for her right now is Misha Tate. And I think Misha Tate could potentially, you know, knock her out. Misha Tate could knock her out, but here's here's the problem. And this this is this is something that that's tried and true, even even with male with with male mixed martial artists. When you hate each other, you get sloppy. 
Because the problem is when you hate each other, you're willing to throw technique out the window because you want to hurt that person. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey, she's very emotional, and she has legit beef with Misha Tate. The only problem is Ronda Rousey has technique on her side, so she doesn't go in there completely reckless. Misha Tate, she starts off good, and then she gets caught in, in, in the arm bar, and that's what happens because you're so you're so in, you know, like I've always said, all women secretly hate each other, and when they hate each other for real, it's a whole other ball game, and that's what happens. You know, Ronda Rousey gets in their head psychologically, and then she taps them out. But you also look at strategically who she fought. I mean, Ronda's the number one fighter in the world, right? Ranked number one female fighter. Liz Carmouche was, I think, number six. Yes. Uh, Misha Tate is number 11. Uh, I think Julia, when she fought uh, Bud, I think Bud was, like, number five, six. She's never fought the number two fighter. Well, the problem is that the, the, the person that she needs to fight, she can't fight, and that's Chris Cyborg. Now, the reason she can't fight Chris Cyborg yeah. is because, you know, Chris Cyborg feels that she's going to have to put, take out her ovaries to make weight, which is bullshit, because you're just not going to be as muscular. It can happen. I mean, I'm also, Cyborg has been, uh, you know, she, she's used supplements to get to where she is. She has, but in terms of her striking, like, yeah, you can use supplementation. Don't don't get me wrong. You can supplement, you can juice up, you can take TRT. But the fact is that, yeah, it can augment your strength, but technique is still technique. You know, it's it's like baseball players. Yeah, you can juice up as a baseball player, but you still need that hand and eye coordination. Absolutely, I agree with you, hundred percent. You know, so yeah, hundred percent. You know, it, it, Cyborg can juice. Don't get me wrong; she can, she can, she can pump her, her herself full of, of 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 testosterone all she wants. She could come into the to the cage with an Adam's apple. But the fact is that if her technique isn't on point, she's going to get tapped out. I mean, a great example was Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox was a tra- tra- transgendered fighter. And she, you know, she went in there and people felt that it was unfair that as a transgendered fighter, she was fighting female fighters and winning. But she went in there in her last fight and she got knocked out. See, so technique, you know, just because, you know, she may have been a guy or or whatever the case may be, she still got put to sleep because she didn't have technique on her side. Doesn't matter, you know. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of a, a MMA. I mean, I watch it. I rarely talk about it. I don't have a venue to talk about it, but uh, I enjoy, you know, listening to you talk about most of this stuff. Well, one of the, speaking of um, one of the things we were talking about before, you mentioned about about strikes to the groin. I did want to mention, and this is for MMA practitioners. You're going to want to look at the uh, the Diamond MMA Cup because nothing is worse than sparring and getting kicked in the nuts. It's happened, and it sucks. So definitely, uh, it, for those of you that are that are active practitioners in mixed martial arts, definitely look for Diamond MMA Cups. They're uh, endorsed by a couple of people that we know, including uh, Spill Bag of Ice, who's a friend of the show, and a couple of guys. Also got to throw out um, a recommendation for Training Mask. If you're a mixed martial arts practitioner and you want to simulate training in high-altitude environments, you can actually pick up a Training Mask, which allows you to simulate that environment. And this company is really cool. Andrew, you're going to dig this. Because you actually can customize your training mask. Uh, so they have, like, if you want to make it look like the Bane mask from The Dark Knight Rises, you can actually have the training mask customized to look like Bane's that is mask. really cool. Yeah, so they do that. They do Spider-Man. They do whatever you want, and it allows you to simulate high-altitude training. Very awesome. 
that is really cool. Yeah, the, the, they're um, you know, I'll make sure to put links for for those guys on the uh, on the site. But one one thing I did want to talk about, and you know, I'm glad I have you on for this is um, MMA not being sanctioned in New York State. Couple yeah, of... it, it's disappointing, and, and they're going all based on you know McCain. What McCain said in the '90s. I mean, that's the silly part. Well, that's one part. The other part is that there's a lot of um, behind-the-scenes influence by the Culinary Union because they have a lot of beef with Dana White. So, you know, the unions the unions got pull here, and, you know, the Culinary Union feels that, you know, they're, they're being um, left out in the cold by the UFC, and they're, they're doing everything in their power to make, you know, make it hard allegedly, for the UFC to be sanctioned here. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got these old guys, Sheldon Silver and these guys, that they've never they've never sat down and educated themselves about the sport and learned about the sport. So, you know, they assume that it's still pretty much the equivalent of Brad Pitt and Fight Club when it's not. But the- Yeah, but I also, I also don't understand how you can look at boxing and be okay with two men just punching each other in the head for 12 rounds. Right. I mean, we're talking 12 rounds to punch each other in the head when in the UFC, I mean, literally, you get rocked a couple times, that ref is stopping the fight. Well, that's the thing. We, we, here's, here's, the, here's something that's crazy. We allow, um, not, we allow amateur MMA now. We do. Uh, we allow professional boxing. Madison Square Garden this past Saturday had their glory uh, Muay Thai kickboxing card, which was amazing. If you've never seen Muay Thai live, it's something I I can definitely recommend. I um we worked an event uh I believe it was two years back would take on Muay Thai and that was in Flushing, and that really felt like Fight Club, you know, because they were giving Thai beers, you know, you had you had the girls. yeah I've been to one of those. I mean, it's it, it's a little fugazi, but oh, it's, it's it's fantastic, dude, and and that's what I'm saying. Like Muay Thai is sanctioned here. Don't get me wrong for. For those of you uninformed, it's not like they're dipping their hands in in glue and coating them in glass. You know, nobody's coming out. You know, with the with the with the tong po. You know, fucking slapping each other on the elbow. It's legit, and um, yeah. you know, we have that. So to see MMA knock sanctioned, it's a it's a money thing, and the UFC is doing a a fuckload of lobbying here in New York State. I mean, look, look at look at a guy. Look, let's look at boxing for a second. We we look at the danger of boxing and boxing is totally shit sanctioned and you got the state athletic commissions that run the show and whatever the case is. But the, 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 the concept behind MMA not being allowed really is that it's a barbaric sport, right? I mean, that's the argument that was used. Of course. Let, let's go back a couple of years. Let's go back to the nineties when boxing was pretty much in its prime. Okay. You look at a guy like Muhammad Ali at that point, Muhammad Ali is, I mean, he's borderline a vegetable. Right. We're going back 20 years now to the 70s when he was the top fighter. He took all those hits in 20 years. Look at what happened to the condition. Let's go back 20 years in MMA. We look at the, the guys that started this, like Holman. Uh, we look at a Ken Shamrock. We look at Gracie. These guys are functioning people. They're not, none of them have had, uh, I'm sure there are people that have had any some sort of brain damage, but there's nobody. The top fighters have not gotten brain damage. They're not crippled nope. because of the sport. It's a far more controlled sport because, A, the rounds are shorter. The ref is right there. He's going to stop the fight. And you know what? These guys are not taking hits to the head every second. Oh, they, they, they definitely are not. And that is a, that is a huge, 
huge factor. You know, it's it's the fact that that people are, you know, they sit there and they say to themselves, oh, you know, MMA because they're using the four ounce gloves. But let's be realistic. And I'm glad you bring up Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali is one of my favorite fighters, uh, a, a legend in the sport. But it, it saddens me to see him the way he is. I mean, George St. Pierre, in his interview, he said, and if you watched his fight with Johnny Hendricks, he came out in the fifth round. He's like, uh, what round is this? He didn't know where the fuck he was. And the crazy thing about that is that in his case, he said, you know, I'm going to take some time off, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Dana White was a little vocal about it. But everybody that has been discussing that agrees. It's like, listen, if you can't remember a round, you need, you need some time off. I mean, Junior sure, Dos Santos. Listen, but, but also, also to be fair to him, he just he just came out of a battle where he got his ass handed to him and he took a lot of hits. Yep. I mean, you look at uh, the reason why I bring up Muhammad Ali is that I've heard the argument from experts, and I use that term loosely, that say, "Well, we don't know what the long term effects of mixed martial arts is going to be. We don't know what's going to happen to these guys because it's so barbaric." Now we have a twenty year study, we have a twenty year history of the sport. We know what these guys are like 20 years from now that were there in the beginning. Well, in boxing, I, I mean, you look at boxing, you look at 10 years. You look at guys, you look at all these guys. You look at uh, Mike Tyson, you look at uh, George Foreman, that he's a little rattled too. You look at uh, every one of these top fighters in boxing. They, there's something wrong with them because of all the hits that they've taken to the head. Absolutely. I mean, you and know, this is a sport that's sanctioned in almost every state. Well, here, here's a good example. Boxing is, is, is a good example, but look at the NFL. How many guys that come out of the NFL are fucked up? Brett Favre, they tried to get him to cut out, come out of retirement. He's like, I, I didn't even remember my daughter's graduation. He said it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and these are guys that, mind you, wear helmets and pads and full safety gear. And every and, and one how of these many guys. Are they getting hit? Thank you. I mean, they're not, they're not, it's not a one-on-one contact sport either. Nope. And that's what I'm saying. You have these guys, NFL players, you, you know, in, 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 in shambles. Even, even from professional wrestling standpoint, you know, chair shots to the head got outlawed. And how many, you know, the, the best example, and I talked about this last week, was the, you know, the Chris Benoit situation. You look at the Chris Benoit situation, when they looked at his brain, how much post-concussive, you know, post-concussion damage did he have, you know? And again, he, he's, he's, and this is the thing with professional wrestling, there was never a study done. There was never a case done because, you know what? In the 1980s, it was not a common thing to take enough to take a chair shot to the head. Even in the 90s, early yep. 90s, nobody took unprotected chair shots. It was it's it's a very small percentage of wrestlers that took these unprotected chair shots. The the more the the bigger damage is the neck damage more than anything else. Yep. But, I mean, you're taking an unprotected chair shot. You understand what could potentially happen. That's right. By taking that. Professional wrestling, I mean, regardless of what it is, does not promote you to take an unprotected chair shot. Nope. A guy like The Undertaker always put his hand up. That's right. Well, you know what it is. I, the reason I cite that is because there's, in every sport, there's dangers and there's long-term effects, whatever it may be. The, you know, if, if, you don't want, if you don't want your athletes to get hurt, then you know do 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 competitive curling or 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 something like that because there's there's a a modicum of injury that can be sustained in every sport you take a 90 mile an hour fastball to the head as a professional baseball player you're getting fucked up period 
Absolutely. So you know the 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 propensity for injury exists even more so, and you know it's it's just crazy. And the and the reason I brought it up is because uh, one of the one of the guys here, and you may want to check these guys out. It's um East Coast MMA out of um, Rockville Center. They actually put out a shirt in you know for us to show our support for MMA being uh, sanctioned here in New York. It's a it's called band. It's a it's called the Band Together shirt, and it's cool because it has the the Statue of Liberty. And she's, you know, she's blindfolded and it says, you know, for, you know, to allow for the approval of mixed martial arts here in New York state. So, you know, definitely very cool from those guys and Zach and them, they run a really great outfit. So if you guys are in New York or want to show your support, you know, I'll definitely make sure to put a link to that as well. I mean, it's going to happen. It's just, when is it going to happen at this point? It's a silly thing that it's not happening. Uh, you know, it also, a little bit of it is politics, a little bit of it is corruption. How, how deep are you going to fatten these pockets of these, you know, people on the athletic board? And, you know, there's a lot that goes into account. And, and we know that these these athletic commissions are far from perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me bring in um, Prometheus from Punching the Walls of Reality. I know he's uh, he's an MMA fan and he can sound in on this as well. Prometheus, are you there? I'm here. How's it going? I'm good, man. Uh, Prometheus, Andrew, Andrew, Prometheus. Prometheus runs uh, Punching the Walls of Reality with his co-host, Agamemnon. They broadcast on the Mixler Network. Uh, They cover mixed martial arts, video games, entertainment. Uh, Very cool set of dudes. I interviewed them on uh, MTR Behind the Mic, of course. Uh, For you, Prometheus, Andrew runs the GFQ Network, which we are on. He has a wide variety of shows under his belt. He's a wrestling fan, an MMA fan techie and i figured it would be a great way to get you guys also talking so there you go rich don't try to legitimize me it's 11:38 here on the <laughs> east coast and i'm getting loaded that's all right dude i, that's I can awesome. I, can, I, can, I can legitimize you a little bit and getting loaded sounds legit to me so <laughs> so prometheus you know you being you being in, in you know you guys being based out of texas mma has a has a huge footprint out there huge footprint you know how, how do you feel about the, the sanctioning of the sport, especially here in New York, where a venue, you know, you got MSG, you got the Barclays, you got a couple of great venues that can host events. I mean, you guys in Texas, you guys got it made. Uh, you know, Dana White's trying to get a card done in Cowboy Stadium, which I know if that happened, you'd probably, you know, sell a kidney and possibly a couple of organs to get in there. Yeah, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that it's not sanctioned in New York. I mean, I think New York is the last state where it's not sanctioned. And it feels like we're still in the mid-90s where, you know, they're calling it human cockfighting. It's, I mean, um, what Andrew was saying, it's, it's completely all politics. And there's no legitimate reason for mixed martial arts to not be sanctioned all through the United States at this point. Well, looking at it from, you know, I told you about the Band Together t-shirt to raise awareness. I mean, um you know, kind of going back to the whole, to the holiday spiel, because we're losing a, li- a little bit of a, of sight of what we were doing. Um, <laughs> any, what, what recommendations did you want to toss out there? Um, I really just wanted to recommend the uh, USB Select. I don't really collect a lot of the DVD collections, but uh, um, YouTube has a subscription service. I think it's like five ninety nine a month or whatever. And they have some Pride events, some WEC, USC, and then Select Fights. You know, they got... There's some pretty classic fights on there, you know, Liddell Jackson, um, Pettis Jolo's on, Brock Lesnar, Shane Carlin, something like that. So for me, as somebody who doesn't really <clears throat> necessarily collect the, the DVDs, and if you just want to go 
and find like one of your favorite fights that you've just been just wanted to revisit, you know, that that would be what I'd I'd recommend. Nice, solid pickup. Um, I know, I know, Andrew. In your case, you 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 watch a lot of the stuff on pay per view. Um, you got anything you want to toss out there? Uh, for the MMA stuff. Yep. Uh, as far as the pay per view, I thought I thought the last fight was a was a pretty good fight. I, it was a pretty decent pay per view. If I were to promote one thing, do you feel? Do you feel? I haven't I haven't checked out a lot of the DVDs, so I don't know what's out there right now. Well, I, no, what I did want to ask, and I'm glad you you bring that up. Do you feel that when you spend the sixty dollars on a pay per view, you're getting your money's worth? Uh, it depends. If we're talking professional wrestling, no. Uh, the last fight, I, I thought it was a. You know, it was a it was a really interesting fight. Um, I know a lot of people were upset with the decision with GSP, but you know, it, it's a different. It's a the, every state athletic board has a different way of scoring a fight. So absolutely, uh, it depends on the state. I don't think it was a. I, I I don't think it was that clear cut as people made it out to be. But I thought I got my money's worth. I thought it was an interesting fight, and you know what? It caused controversy, and you know what? I want to see the next fight when they fight each other again. Well, you know what? I watched the fight four times, and I talked about this last week. Four separate occasions. Twice I watched it, I felt GSP took it. Twice I watched it, Johnny Hendricks, uh, Johnny Hendricks won. So again, exactly what you said. You know, it creates controversy. It gets people talking. And um... See, I had the same exact outcome as you. I watched it twice, and the first time when I watched it, I got G- I-, I counted GSP as the winner. But I-, I mean, people thought it was crazy. Like, what do you mean he won? No way he won. No way he won. But to me, he, he won the second time I watched it because that mentality was put in me that he might have not won and I might be wrong. I gave it to Hendricks. <laughs> that, that, hey, there's no harm in that. Um, to you know, bring everything full circle, uh, Prometheus, hang out because we're just going to do some of the wrestling stuff and I want to just keep you on anyway. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, last, last couple of things I want to recommend before we get into the wrestling side of things. Um, our friends at East Coast MMA got an awesome fight team hoodie that I recommend you guys check out. Really high quality, and it's in-house stuff that's built really well. The design is cool. It's not really douchey looking. No skulls, no flaming eagles, no bare-chested chicks with, like, heartbreaker tattoos on their ass. You know, real nice stuff that you can wear out and not look like a complete douchebag. Um, if, if you're a MMA practitioner, they have a really cool set of Fight the City uh, MMA gloves, which actually have a zombie outline on the hands, which are pretty cool, and I'll make sure to put links for that in the show notes for this week. But um, that's actually going to wrap up my MMA recommendations. Let's get into some pro wrestling, and of course, it wouldn't be a pro wrestling segment without my boy. We want the gold, sucker! Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you, nigga! So of course, for the for those of you that are un, uh, pretty much uninformed, Andrew, besides running GFQ, he also hosts the Matt Men Show every Thursday, usually at 6 p.m. Eastern on the GFQ Network. Him and Rich Stamboli and talk about a bunch of professional wrestling, and they they do it a little differently because they go into a lot of the real old school stuff, the real obscure stuff, which I like, and they give it a bit of a modern twist. Uh, of course. With this segment, I know Andrew probably has a couple of recommendations up his sleeve, so I'll start it off. If there's anything you want to toss out there that you think wrestling fans should get their hands on, I know you mentioned the Triple H Blu-ray, which you watched. I did, and 
it, it was, you know, I watched it. It was okay, but it was a little biased. Pretty much, it was, it was everything a wrestling uh, internet wrestling fan would think of a Triple H DVD, and that's, you know, he's the God's gift to wrestling, and he was so great, and he was so wonderful, and uh, it, it wasn't like a lot of the other documentaries that they've done where they've talked about the struggles. Uh, and I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's so clean cut. You know, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't pop pills. So it, it, on a personal level, it wasn't interesting, but it was interesting to see his career and how it evolved. Uh, if you're a fan of his, I would recommend that. The other one that just came out is the 50-year uh, history yep, of the WWE, the WWE. But what's interesting to me is that, and I, and I was thinking this while, while I was coming up with recommendations, in the 90s, there was a promo that said the World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So what happened to the last 20 years? Uh, they decided that it wasn't really worth addressing because that was the period where nobody gave a fuck. You know what it is? Like I mean, you... they, they literally they literally took away 20 years of the company yep. to promote this DVD. Yep. And Which that's... is interesting. I guess, I guess they're not promoting the Capitol Wrestling and they're promoting it when it was, you know, WWF. Uh, but it is interesting to any wrestling historian. Um, I would recommend that. Another phenomenal DVD that's out, uh, and I don't know who put it. It's uh, the WWE did a whole thing about Mid South Wrestling, and they also did a thing about um, World World Class Championship Wrestling. Right. But there was an independent documentary that was put out a couple of years ago that was a lot better. So if you are a wrestling historian uh, and you're into this stuff. I would recommend the, the I think it's the tragedy of world class championship wrestling. Really interesting about the Von Erichs and everything that have, was happening in Texas. Yeah, that I've actually I've actually seen that. I haven't watched it. I started watching the um, the compilation that they were doing about AWA, which was pretty crazy. A lot of the old Bruno stuff, and um, you know I I got I got to say that WWE has stepped up their their production in terms of doing these compilations because their yeah. tape library is so vast at this point. I mean, from from what I'm hearing and for the for those of you in the chat, don't don't quote me on this. The expectation is to la- for them to launch their network, you know, second quarter of 2014 with the dangling carrot of giving subscribers WrestleMania 30 for free. For free. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're going to do. Which you know, I think I think is a is a nice way to do it. But considering their tape library, even if they said we're not going to give you WrestleMania for free and you you can add the channel for for ten bucks a month, I'd do it because there's so much storied history. Considering, like I said, the WCW library, uh, the old the old territory libraries that they got, the ECW library. Um, there's so you can create twenty four hours of programming every day just with that. Absolutely. I mean, they have a lot of content, and, and they have that classics on demand, which I subscribe to, and they have done, I mean, over the last couple of years that I've been subscribed to this thing, it's been really bad. I mean, they have not done a good job with it. Legends Roundtable is probably the only thing that they had that was pretty good, and, uh, you know, th- that was inconsistent, too, so it was always a secondary thing. But these documentaries, these DVDs that they put out, you know, the documentary portion is is fascinating because they have really changed the way that they shoot this, they've really changed the way that they've documented history. It's a little bit more accurate to everything that happened. Uh, 
you know, but the other thing is, if you, if you are a wrestling fan, just be careful which DVDs you're getting because a lot of these are just repackaged all over again. Yep. Like the Brock Lesnar DVD, the NWO DVD, the DX DVD. A lot of these things are just the same old DVD that just remastered. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of that, and you know, you you I like like one of the better ones I've seen was the CM Punk uh, DVD. The CM Punk DVD was. You know, without a doubt, from the documentary portion to the match portion to even the storytelling was probably one of the more complete modern collections that they've put out. And and they really tried. Sure. They really tried not to go against Punk, which was good. You know, especially with so much of his independent roots being a factor. Yeah, I mean, if you like the 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 not so WWE mindset with this stuff, uh, this you know, there's a lot of these shoot DVDs that come out, and a lot of them are really shitty, but. Uh, the Casey commentary is by far the best interviews that you could get. Uh, Sean Oliver is the interviewee, right. interviewer, and uh, he, I mean he's the best one. He's the best in the business. There's nobody else that does it. I know RF Video does some, but uh, I'm a big fan of Casey commentary. So I always check out what they have. Okay, uh, and I think they they're going to be putting out a new Jim Cornette one. Oh, I'm nice. a huge Cornette fan. They're going to be putting out, I think they're doing like two two documentaries with him. Um, but they, they do some really cool stuff with uh, a lot of these wrestlers. And they're able to get out a lot of information. You know, it's not the same old story. Well, they yeah. just did Bruno, by the way. If you're if you're a Bruno San Martino fan, they just did a shoot interview with Bruno San Martino where he does the 60s. It's a timeline in the WWE in the 60s from 63 to 69. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. I like I like Bruno because Bruno is a guy that... He's he's very I don't want to say one dimensional, but he's very he's very business ethic about he has a business ethic with how he approaches the business with regards to how he's presented, what he wants to be associated with. You you know how many rope how many hoops he made the WWE jump through just so he could go into their Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I love listening to the guy talk, especially when he go, starts rambling about a story. He'll be like, you know, there was a time that I saw Pat Patterson outside with a boy. You know, like he'll say shit like <laughs> that and like, stop laughing. <laughs> nice. It, it, but, you know, the, their newer stuff, I, I did want to throw this out there. Their um, Straight to the Top, the Money in the Bank ladder match at, anthology is probably one of my favorite, you know, more uh, gimmick match anthologies that they've put out because – not for nothing, the Money in the Bank ladder matches had so many memorable moments, so many. I mean, probably second to TLC with, with in terms of some of the crazy spots that we've seen. You got guys, you know, Matt Hardy going out there killing himself, Edge, Christian. Um, also, the Sheamus, when he was in one of the Money in the Bank ladder matches, these guys took beatings, and that's a great anthology to pick up. That's actually on Blu-ray. If, if any of you guys want to pick that up. Yeah, and again, just be careful which ones you're picking up because a lot of this stuff was not shot in HD. Nope. Um, and it's, it's a shame to spend that extra 20 bucks or whatever it is to get the Blu-ray when every single match is you know going to be 4 by 3 from the 90s. Yeah, I mean, one of the, I know one, one set, and I actually have it on my list, was WCW's uh, War Games Blu-ray. Because you know those matches are all shot to shit. Oh my god, it's that grainy over the head <laughs> shot of like some awful convention center in the south. 
terrible WWE, uh, WCW camera work. I know that Quark is on the line. I'm going to bring him in real quick. Captain Quark. Hello? Yeah, what's up, dude? Nothing much. Eating my uh, homemade pineapple pie. There you go. So, um, Money in the Bank ladder match anthology on Blu-ray. Would you pick it up? Uh, yeah. And the thing that I thought was really cool is I was at a Best Buy the other day, and uh, the DVD and Blu-ray cases are different. Like the uh, the DVD case is of the raw Money in the Bank like briefcase, and the Blu-ray one is like the blue SmackDown briefcase. And I thought that was pretty legit. Oh, nice little way to get people to double dip. Um, yeah. The ECW unreleased Volume Two Blu-ray is pretty good, but I still have some of the old ECW DVDs. Um, Andrew, you probably remember this when uh, Lawler, RVD, and Sabu invaded uh, ECW, and Taz uh, cut that promo on Lawler, and he got the belt from yeah, Shane yeah. Douglas. Yeah, that's you know that that that's probably on there and with extreme editing. Extreme yeah. editing, and the thing is as grainy as it ever was. Yeah, because it's like I watched that, and I, I remember my nephew was down here, and we watched it, and it was grainy as shit in a, on my TV. So I can imagine when it gets up-converted and thrown on a Blu-ray how terrible it would look. Yeah, I forgot how terrible it looked in the 90s. Oh, my Just God. Nothing says it's even worse when you put it on like a you know 16 by 9 plasma. Ugh. Uh, Strider in the chat says, One of the southern rat holes that hosted WCW was the Baton Rouge River Center Arena. Oh my god! I remember, I think they they did an episode of Thunder in there. That place was a toilet. Well, I mean, you look at you look at um, you know what I was watching the other day, and I'll let you guys get back to the MMA and I'll run. Uh, but I was watching the the NWO themed pay per view that they had. Right. Holy crap! I don't even know what that thing was. They were somewhere in Ohio. I mean, it was probably if you want a perfect example of what a mess WCW was in every possible caliber. I mean, from audio to video to production to booking to writing, this is the pay-per-view to watch on why this company failed. And you know what? It failed two years later. This was a multi-million dollar company uh, that had unlimited resources. And when you watch this pay-per-view, you know exactly why. You're like, wow, that is why this thing was such a piece of shit. It nice. is a reminder of how awful WCW was. At WCW, it's the NWO. It's an NWO themed pay per view. I think it's. I think it's sold out. It was, had to be sold out. One? Yeah, sold out. Yeah, it was sold out, and the entire thing is shot as a heel organization. You have uh, Ted DiBiase on commentary. He has no idea how to put on his headphones, and you have Eric Bischoff, and you have two heels doing a commentary, the WCW guys have no theme. They don't get a theme when they're walking out. You get the WCW announcer oh. mocking them, and everybody coming down the ramp has the same exact theme. That is terrible. Everybody. Everybody has the jobber uh, entrance. Everybody has, like, the jobber entrance. The main event was uh, the Giant versus Hogan, where Savage was supposed to do a spot where he interrupted the count. He missed the count. Uh, <laughs> it was just... It was just such a mess, head to toe. Oh, they had a Miss NWO beauty pageant with I remember just that. six-year-old biker women. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, yes. It and was they had older a bi biker women. That's when Eric Bischoff was trying to get street cred by riding with the bikers. He used to have all these yes, bikers God. show up. Ugh. Yeah. 
every 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 Eric Bischoff promo. In the beginning, the pay per view started with the NWO riding on the back of dumpsters like garbage trucks, putting up their NWO gang sign. That was the entire. It took five minutes, God. and they drove to the arena in a dumpster. What a festering. You want to talk about how awful WCW was? And when people tell me that WCW was so much better wrestling than WWE, no way in hell. You had four cruiserweights on that entire roster, and that was it. The thing was just awful. The only cru- the only memorable cruiserweights out of there was the Juice, Ray, Ultimo Dragon when he wasn't getting jobbed out. And um, one of my favorites who never made it to the big time, and that was La Parca. Love La Parca. Huge La Parca, Mark. I still I still watch, like, bootleg La Parca on Lucha Libre on Channel 47. I mean, listen, for the time, it was better. I mean, it was okay for the time, but when you compare it to the caliber of wrestling now, totally, totally different. Absolutely. Totally different. I mean, but this is such a perfect example of, of what a mess wrestling was oh, but, oh by the way the entire thing was just shot in the dark the entire pay-per-view yep i remember that it was it was kind of it the was kind of black off. yep yeah the entire thing was just black and white i mean it was just so bizarre it, it, it was just awful but perfect example if you want to watch that if you want to get a reminder of how awful wcw was that's it there you go any other recommendations you want to throw out there that's it i'm done for the night all right, my dude. Thank you for calling in. Uh, All right, man. Officially 12 o'clock. Happy Have Thanksgiving. Show, man. I'll be listening. All right, brother. Thanks. Later, man. Later. All right, guys. That was our very own Andrew Zarian. Make sure to catch him on a, a host of shows, including uh, What the Tech with Paul Therat, Matt Men, uh, Friday Free for All, uh, litany of shows. Of course, being the owner of GFQ, that's what happens. You get to run around and do a whole bunch of cool shit. Uh, Captain Quark. All right, I got I got one for you, and we're gonna it's gonna be a little a little bit of uh, swag. The CM Punk Special Edition baseball T-shirt I gotta recommend because not only is it not a, the typical obnoxious wrestling shirt, but it doesn't look super douche-tacular either. I mean, his new one was kind of cool, but I just feel that you're putting out a shirt acknowledging the streak when you've been jobbing out CM Punk like a bitch for the longest. Which shirt is this exactly? The like um the best since day one, uh baseball T-shirt that they put out. I have yet to see this one. That one's pretty. That one's pretty solid. Um, the other one that I got to throw out there on the gear side, I like his arrow one, like the yeah, it's that, that one. His hand up, it's like a bunch of arrows. That's that the, pretty legit. That's the one, but they made it a baseball T-shirt. Oh, okay. There's that one. And, oh, nice. Yep, and they also did the same one, but they did it as a full zip hoodie sweatshirt, which doesn't. That's the one he wore Monday night, which looked pretty badass too. Okay, nice, nice. And of course, the ECW old school logo T-shirt I got to throw out there also, all on Shop Zone. Do I got? They're expecting me to throw out some uh, badass Shop Zone gear. No, I, I, I found some. Uh, yeah, if, if you think there's any that are cool, I mean, I will say this. That Daniel Bryan goat shirt that he I love wore. it. I want one. Oh, my God. Well, you know what's funny about that shirt? Yeah. No, no, here's the thing. I'm not disagreeing that it's it's a it's a cool-looking shirt. You know what the funny thing is? Like, Daniel Bryan, when he wrestled in Ring of Honor, his, his moniker was the American Dragon. Like, it was like, yo, this guy's a badass fucking dude. And it's like, you go from the I American Dragon. 
to a billy goat. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Like he's 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 horning people all the time. You know what I mean? He got that has that knee, dude. Yeah, I mean, but but that's what oh, I'm saying. It's the beard, man. Like he he brings it upon himself. Like if he just shaved the beard one day, I mean, probably people backstage would flip shit. But I mean, it's the beard, dude. Well, he's gonna marry uh, whichever Bella he's 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 messing with. And it's like, dude, I know you're not going to go out there looking like Grizzly Adams when you get oh married. Oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to do when he comes out sometime with his uh, his hair just tied back, the beard, but in the fucking two-piece. Dude, he should put rubber bands in it like Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I have found some uh, interesting gear on the shop zone. Go ahead. There's a uh, There's Christmas ornaments of the shield. But they're rocking horses. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. I oh, didn't see those. It. It's 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 in their eighty percent deals. Of course it oh, is. Oh, I just saw them. <laughs> it's in their like eighty percent deals with all their like other stuff. You can also get a unsigned photo of the primetime players for two ninety nine. Ugh. You know what's but funny? It's um. Not not to cut you off, the it? um they have Caitlyn t shirts on Clarence. I'm like, holy shit, Caitlyn had a t shirt. <laughs> Poor Caitlyn, dude. Dude, she gets no love. Kate, None. Kate, I think didn't she like dye her hair back to brown? Maybe that's why. I guess. I guess she got there's tired. Only, she got a certain amount of blondes in this business, bitch. That's it. She got tired you of looking. Know. She got tired of looking like the killer bee's trunks. Like, yo, what's up with the with the yellow and black attack in your head? Damn. Seriously, yeah, dude. they have these. They have these. They have these like rocking horses, which are actually kind of cool. They're like a, a little rocking horse, and you can like paint them. Like they're different painted for like different superstars. There's like a set with a uh, CM Punk, Cena, Orton, and uh, some other fucking jobber. But there's one. It's like Shield rocking horses ornament set, and all it is is like a horse, like a blue horse in the bottom. It just says, you know, the three names of the Shield guys, and the fourth one just says Shield. It's like you guys didn't even try. Well, you know what was it weird? It looks like the most blatant use for money. <laughs> the um, the radio control cars. Like a hundred dollars. Yeah, dude. I'm like, what the hell? The, Cena, the, the John Cena one was seventy eight dollars, <laughs> and this is after like a rebate. Ugh. Oh my god, there's so much Shield merch. Oh, one thing that I actually can recommend. Okay, I found it. The Shield Rocking Horse Ornament Four Pack. Normally twenty two dollars. <laughs> they are twelve ninety nine. They are literally horses, blue horses, with saddles and have a generic shield logo. Not even the one that they're using currently. It looks like this this logo was used last year. Oh my god. What it's a... horrid. Like it is some of the oh my it's terrible. But one thing of shield uh, shield product I can recommend, it's a uh, it's actually kinda of badass for like if you like collect like plastic or something. It's a three pack of all the shield guys. Like action figures. Oh, yeah, nice. Kmart exclusive. And actually, it was kind of legit. It's the only one of like all three guys because normally it's only uh, Reigns and Rollins. But the three pack at Kmart comes with Ambrose in it. Yeah, well, speaking of, of Dean Ambrose, I'm going to bring uh, Jay in because Jay, Jay has a. Dun, dun, dun. Jay has a, a, a good working relationship with Mr. Ambrose. Jay okay. Santee. Yeah, I wanted to do the whole cliche since it's Thanksgiving and stuff, so I wanted to say something like, ready to body slam this turkey, but I thought it would be <laughs> a little bit too hokey. Well, it's officially midnight, uh, so so happy Thanksgiving, listeners, for those of you that celebrate thank it. You. Thank you, sir. Let's stuff ourselves with some wrestling goodness. Okay, anyway, with that, you just mentioned <laughs> the whole Dean Ambrose thing. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, I now have to begin starting my uh, my little Christmas shopping with trying to find my wife a Dean Ambrose doll. And it so happens that she has her birthday in the same month, so now I might have to find two stuff that has to deal with Mr. Ambrose. There you go. I um I actually wanted to uh from Dean Ambrose. You could probably I believe RNF video may have it, if I'm correct. They have the best of John Moxley, which is you know, Dean Ambrose was known as before he came into WWE. Some solid, solid stuff in there. Yeah, I know. I know that um, the the wife would uh, consider you know watching Mr. Moxley or Mr. Ambrose on whatever given name he has at the moment at any given night. So I would have to look into that. Uh, what I was going to say also that we since you guys are already on the apparel type thing, if you guys also want to look, uh, Hot Topic also sells wrestling merchandise for cheaper prices. They have the you know since they incorporated with with WWE, they have you know the, the CM Punk shirts, and they also have offshoot uh, offshoot shirts that uh that that pretty much incorporate WWE as well. Nice. The only and one also a Daniel Bryan, respect the beard T-shirt and beard package for only thirty five dollars. It comes with an official WWE beard. Just oh saying. fuck that. Oh, Just is that saying. is that like the um, the the Wyatt sheep mask with the ginger beard? Yep. Oh, yep. They come. They have they have a official beard. Wow! Just in time for the holidays, huh? Seriously, dude, I want to get on like the train with that mask. Stars. Oh, terrible! That sounds like sexy time. The the sheep the sheep mask with the red beard. Wow! Just roll up on stocking stuffer. Roll up on your chick while she's sleeping. This is going to be very bad for you. Oh, <laughs> what a witty guy you are. There you right. go. No, but seriously, <laughs> um, you know, the, 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 Wyatt, the Wyatt sheet mask, I'm like, really? that You guys are selling them for like 20 bucks? It, it's, it's like, holy shit, way to insult fans' intelligence, you know? Well, it's, it's sad when you actually see people buying them. Yep. Like you're buying a fucking sheet mask. It's a sheet mask. Let me tell you something. If you if you've ever gone to the merch section at any event, I mean, it's literally like bedlam when you're there. Like I can't remember. I walk past and I go, I can't believe these. Uh, I can't believe these individuals actually will sit there and go bananas because it's like a five to ten dollar markup of anything else. But it's still insane. You walk, they're selling around these with the mask and the beard and and, and the, the, WWE better not ever say that they're going broke ever. Well, here's here's a, a thing, and, I, and and Jay, I wanted to ask you about this because you you had purchased a while back a, a replica U.S. title for yourself as a, as a collectible piece. Now the cra- the cool thing about, that I've seen is that a lot of guys that buy the replica belts whenever they go to signings are having the superstars uh, sign the strap of the belt until it's full with all the signatures. Is that something you considered doing, or did you just buy the belt because it was a nice looking title? Well, I have the belt pretty much hanging, draping over my bed because, you know, hey, 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 who's the <laughs> champ in the bedroom? In any case, well, but on another note, I, I, I did consider doing it. A friend of mine actually has the, um, the, w, the, the old WWE title, and what he was doing is that he was taking them to shows and was, only, and was getting signatures and autographs of individuals who wore the title. Ah, Not nice. Like up and comers or the guys who saw. That was pretty much the kind of thing that I wanted to get into. 
But I would I would purchase another belt and just use it as one of those, you know, throwaway belts just to have anybody sign it and sit there and go, hey, champ, one day you'll have it. You know, one of those hokey things. <laughs> poor, poor Kofi Kingston. <laughs> exactly. He's the, the premier guy. Yeah, sorry, Kofi. Now with this unification, no one gets belt out of uh, opportunities anymore. Well, that was... That's what I wanted to bring up with to, to both of you guys. Now that now that we really know that the unification is pretty much guaranteed, do you feel that obviously with the brand extension dead, that unifications need to happen across the board? Because honestly, I would unify the world, you know, the the heavyweight title. I would unify the IC and the US title. But what I would do is I would create a TV title instead. Well, that, that's I'd rather see the I'd rather see the cruiserweight come back personally. Okay. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that I was gonna say you know it makes me think of the old NWA, AWA, you know even the old WCWAs where they had you know the multitude of lower level belts, the light heavyweight, like you mentioned the TV title stuff, but it, that main goal belt was the heavyweight belt. You know everybody else could dance around and you know and still give some type of relevance to a title, but it was just that one belt that everybody wanted. And I, I'm, I'm hoping to see that can return. And, yes, the Cruiserweight should come back. You know what's funny? The um, the Cruiserweight belt, it, 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 I'd like to see it back, but you know what the problem is? When you have the Cruiserweight title out there, it's hard to give these guys TV time because, let's be honest, Vince doesn't fucking believe in them. You know what I mean? So I don't get me Believe. wrong. Exactly. I'd love to see the, the Cruiserweight title back. I'd love to see it. But let's think about it legitimately. Vince wants, you know, Batista and Big E Langston in a 60-minute Iron Man match. That's, what, that's the kind of shit he wants. You know what I mean? He's not going to want a high-flying, uh, you know, Juventud Guerrera, Sin Cara, Rey Mysterio triple threat match to close out Raw. It's not going to happen. But I don't think he would look at it to say that he call it the cruiserweight because yeah he would that that would make it seem less. But if he did call it the light heavyweight belt, you know guys who are creeping at you know the two ten, two oh five two, you know they, that'll go over a little bit better. But I I think he would be big opposed about calling it the cruiserweight because you know he likes his big muscular men. Right. So you know light light heavyweight might work. I mean you know that was one of the things I used to like about the X division title that it was uh, competitors that were under two twenty five. And then after a while, it became no limits as long as it was guys that could go out there. Well, they created no limits because Samoa Joe was going out there fucking people up, and they needed that. So they were like, all right, fuck it, no limits. But I think WWE, I like the TV title idea because it's a title that you can really kind of showcase on, like, SmackDown. You can give it to, um, you know, main event or give it to all those lower tier shows as a belt that needs to be defended you know well in my in my wwe 2k14 which i recommend people to buy for the christmas holiday also cling there you go uh i did create the tv title and for those of you guys who are still like not happy with wwe 2k14 guys it's a very good game for what 2k got right THQ already had it in the books it was already done it was set you can still enjoy yourself with the Road to WrestleMania. You can still enjoy yourself with the Streak Mode. And even the Universe and Create Modes are, are, are updated, and they're pretty good. Believe me, 2K15, I have a strong feeling it's going to blow everybody's mind. But for, for now, stop sucking sour grapes and get the game. It's actually really good. There you go. 
So you guys, you guys got some some solid recommendations in there. Um, you know, before we wrap things up and go into the gaming segment, I did I did want to ask if there's one must have as a wrestling fan that you can endorse 100 percent for the holidays. What would it be? And I'll I'll, 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 I'll take it. That. To, go ahead, Jay. Oh man. Well, right now the wife and I we missed an opportunity. We were in Wildwood, New Jersey, and usually when we go to Wildwood, New Jersey, we go out there and we look for the action figures, the WWE, the TNAs, whatever the case may be. And we had one in our midst. We had it in our hands, and we were ready to buy it. And he said, you know what, we're not going to get it now. We're going to wait till we get home. We're going to wait till we come back for the next day because we weren't sure we wanted it. It was the Signature Series Macho Man Savage uh, Black and White. Nice. He had the tassels, the hat, the glasses, and all. And they had it for a real steal at $40. Well, we saw it at other places now. They had it up to like 60 65 And they had interchangeable outfits. And we missed it by one day because somebody came and bought it 20 minutes before we got back in the store. Damn. So we're looking for that. Yeah. Okay. Bork, what about you? Um, I would say I think the best thing to get, if you're a wrestling fan, I think if you don't have it already, uh, For All Mankind. Excellent DVD. Even though it's on Netflix, I think it's still a great DVD to own. Yep, and it comes with Mr. Sacco. Yeah, I I think it's like easily one of their best documentary types that they brought out. Even better than the CM Punk one. Wow, so, and that's what I was about to ask. Is it better than CM Punk? For you to yeah. say it's better than the Punk one, that's favorite. huge. That's huge. Yep. It's pretty good. Quirk is actually right because I watched the DVD and it, and it forced me to now go listen to the audio book, which they have on YouTube, and you can hear it for free. Very cool. So there you go. That's another That's another solid endorsement. Um, to close things up, if I had to make one uh, must-have recommendation, uh, two things, actually, I, I got to recommend. As much as people don't like it, go on eBay, uh, try and find the best of Chris Benoit, and um, got to say that. That's that's a must, and a couple of people are going to say, oh, well, why are you recommending this old-ass DVD? A couple of reasons. Chris Benoit had uh, a championship match at WrestleMania. I believe it was the triple threat. If Was it with uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple HJ? Am I right? Right. You know, and that match was supposed to be on the 50 years of WWE compilation that just came out, and clearly, 50 years. you know, you know, it was supposed to be on that compilation, and it's not included, which is a travesty because it is, without a doubt, not only an amazing match between all three competitors, but it's just one of the matches that really showcased why, like, Shawn Michaels deserves all the accolades that he gets. Triple H is always going to be a solid hand, but Shawn Michaels and, and Benoit had tremendous chemistry in that match. Great. Now you just said Benoit's name. Now I might get haunted by the shining of something in here for Thanksgiving. Thank there you, you go. for bringing in the boogeyman. Hey, dude, but, but, but he, he, is, he is right, though. It, Benoit was, and, and, and he should be considered, because of the travesty, a, a fine and brilliant wrestler. Well, besides the fact that you're, you're cutting that match out of a compilation that showcases the career, and look, I understand. You can, you can just as easily say Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus, and just leave it you know, leave it blacked out or put a blackout over it, and people will understand what it is. You're not, you're not endorsing the guy, but how are you going to erase a match that was just so amazing and was Isn't part he, of the history? Don't they have him in the Money in the Bank DVD? 
He is, but well, you know what it is? It, it, it almost feels like somebody snuck the match in there, you know? Oh. Like, it's not acknowledged outright, and that, that to me is a problem. But that's that's the top recommendation I got to throw out there. If you're a wrestling historian and you really want to appreciate good wrestling, uh, bag, bag the DVD. I think I still have it. Um, anybody that, that can't pick it up, get in touch with me. Maybe we'll, we'll figure something out. Anything else you want to add, Jay? Uh, Jay Santi, PSW, Twitter, follow me. Uh, I have three videos on YouTube on the Pro Slam World that has over 10,000 views. Congratulations. I'm utterly amazed by that. Congratulations. It's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. And um, one year solid with My Take Radio, and I want to thank the boss for that and everybody in the My Take staff and the fans. Thank you very much, guys. There you go. All right, Jay. Um, let's definitely get together after the holidays, and uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll co- you you can collect on what we discussed. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks. All right, dude. Later. Quark, stick around. Happy Thanksgiving, all. Thanks a lot. Yep. All right, our very own uh, Jay Santi has left the building. Prometheus, you're still there, right? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, yeah, I know, I know you you guys don't follow wrestling as much, but I wanted to keep you in the in the loop just so I didn't have to cue you back up, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. All right, so um, that's actually going to wrap up our wrestling segment. Uh, unless Quark, you have anything else to add? Nope. All right, well, let's get into some video games because I know that uh, Prometheus, Quark, and myself, we got a lot to discuss, and I got a very, very cool bit of news. If you guys are looking for brand new consoles. So let's get into our gaming segment for this week. All right. So before we get into some of the must haves for the holiday season, I would like to say if you are looking for a PlayStation 4, or an Xbox One right now, beginning effectively at 12.01, which now it's 12.18, you can go to Toys R Us's website and grab a console while supplies last. If you want a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, it is now 12.18 Eastern Standard Time. Do yourselves a favor, head over to ToysRUs.com and see if you can bag yourself a PS4 or an Xbox One for your 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 small child for the holiday season. Nothing. Neither of you guys are. I'm shocked. Nobody's like, oh, I'm gonna go get one. <laughs> Dude, fuck, fuck them both. <laughs> they got no games. I don't want to. I don't want to play Jago Edition Killer Instinct. Get out of here. I don't want to play Mac. Ain't got no games, dude. I'm done. Yeah, I'm. Ca- I'm kind of waiting for Watch Dogs or Metal Gear Solid. So yeah, you know all the games that we wanted to play. It's like, yo, they're delayed. Sorry, Watch Dogs next year. Oh, yeah, Infamous. That's next year. Yo, here's Killzone. Oh, that's cool. I want to I pop $400 to play Killzone in the fucking Jago edition. Get out of here. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I'll, um, Not happy. I'll let you, I'll let you in on, on, on an interesting bit of information. I went to uh, the Microsoft store here in, in uh, New York City by, by my office, and they had an Xbox One queued up with Killer Instinct. So I was playing it. Uh, graphically beautiful, beautiful fucking game. But I'm going to tell you, and this is what we joked about. I played that show on my Xbox 360. Well, I... I that good. Well, no, here's the, here's, the, here's the gag. 
when you're playing the game, they give you Glacius, Chief Thunder, Saber Wolf, uh, Jago, this chick with Adira arachnid and powers, and and yeah. you know Orchid and you know the, the the pretty much some of the usual suspects. Of course, like we discussed, they um, you know it's going to be a, a pay per character type of deal. Now the funny thing is that they put out an article. It was on on SRK.com or Shoryuken.com for those of you unfamiliar with the site, that Justin Wong won the Killer Instinct Championship title. And he was awarded the, a belt by Major Nelson. Now, huh. I, and I'm mentioning this because I want to I I see what you guys say about this. Here you have a game that you're per, pretty much buying it per character piecemeal. How are you using it in tournament play? Well, it, it's out like the game is. You can spend like thirty bucks, I think, or twenty, and you get all the characters. Right. Or Fifteen, you get all the characters plus like bonus crap. Right. So it's not like the characters are really like locked out per se. You know what I mean? It's like you get the game free, but you're still getting the game for cheaper than a retail release. You know what I mean? No, I understand that, but but isn't it crazy that it's like, oh, we're gonna do tournament play with a game that, like we were saying, it's like, what if every not everybody buys all the characters? You know. Their fault. <laughs> Pretty much. Who's gonna, who's, gonna be, who's gonna be playing a tournament? Like, who would be playing a tournament if they didn't play other characters? That's like going to a Street Fighter Four tournament. Like, yeah, I picked up the demo on my my Blockbuster. I what? got I got a pizza demo disc of, of Street Fighter Four. I'm here at a tournament. Like, what? Leave. Well, well Quark, I, I wanted you to call in because I wanted to tell you this. A lot of message boards are like, "Yo, if guys are picking Jago, he's um he's like God tier." So you're not allowed to use him. What? <laughs> Doesn't know, dude. It's Jago edition, dude. I'm telling you. We talked so, about this, man. Like, dude, like well, dudes are upset. Jago. Yeah, like dudes are upset. Like, yo, man, you can't be using Jago, yo. I'm like, what? He's like the main dude. Better. Yeah, he's doing better. Yeah, he's doing better. Ryu of the game. How are you gonna not use him? Thank you. Like, there's there's even a Shadow Jago. He's everywhere. Shadow Jago. What? Um, it, it's it's crazy. Um, I'm like I got, banning Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. That's ridiculous. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring uh, one more one more uh, returning MTR staffer into the queue. Are you on the air? I'm always on the air. There it is, Holy the one shit. and only John Blade, the Buried Boys reunited <laughs> once more, joining joining Prometheus. And it feels so good. There you go. <laughs> And um, I see I see Agamemnon from Punching the Walls of Reality is calling in as well, so I'm going to bring him on. Jesus, fuck. Agamemnon, are you on air? I'm on fire. Oh, yeah, can you hear me? Party? Yeah, I hear you. We're good? Yeah. All right, so we got, we got a, a nice uh, full house. So, as I was saying, uh, Toys R Us dropped PS4 and Xbox One consoles. Pretty much the general consensus is nobody gives a fuck, but... Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest in saying this. I play, I've played both systems and, and I talked about this at length last week. And it's the fact that there really is quote unquote, no console war. There's really not because there's twenty, there's roughly 20 titles available for each console. And I, I'm going to be honest when I say that if you can't find one fucking game to play, out of either launch, either you're a complete dullard or you're just an idiot. 
Because seriously, you mean to tell me that you can't find a, a sports game or an adventure game that you're willing to pick nope. up on this console? Nope. Well, that's also I pay five hundred just for Dead Rising Three. But but that's what I'm saying. Like you, nope. like people are like, oh, there's 22 games. You know, uh, you know, there's it's a weak lineup. How, who had and, and I said this last week. Who the fuck is gonna play all 22 launch titles? You know what I'm saying? Like, at most, you're going to have one or two under your belt, and then you're going to kind of go about your business, you know? That's kind of the part where some of you guys chime in. <laughs> well, okay, well, we're all, like, stunned that, like, we're all just so bored by these new consoles, we're literally speechless. Like, we just don't care. Well, I'm uh, like, that there's only 22 games. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the table. Um, I'll, st- I'll start with Quark. Looking at both launch lineups, let's say, for instance, you uh-huh. had you had to buy you, you were you decided to pick up a system. Okay. Which system Here's would you problem. pick up? Which would just just throw Ooh, just stick shit. with me? Which would you pick up, and okay. what would be the game you buy with it? Uh, From the launch lineup Xbox right now. One ha- okay, Xbox One has the better launch lineup games, but on principle, I'm not getting one. If okay. I got a PS4, I would probably get a. Uh, I'd probably get Killzone. Okay. I had get, to. Okay. Uh, Prometheus, I'll take it to you. If you had to pick one, which would you pick up, and what would be the title you buy with it? I'm definitely leaning towards like the, the PS4. I mean, I, I'm thinking I'm eventually going to get one, and I'd probably also go with Killzone or uh, Battlefield 4, even though I have Battlefield 4 for PS3 right now, but it seems like the, the best version of it would be on PS4 early, or PC. There you go. Agamemnon, what about you? Uh, definitely be getting a PS4, uh, and I'd probably more than likely get Mac. Okay. John Blade? Yeah, I know. It's all right. Knack, knack is... Uh, knack is... Uh, of a curveball. Knack is, knack is hit and miss. You know, some people love the textures and the beauty of it. Other people are like, yo, fuck this game. So, you know, it, it, it's a catch-22. John Blade, what about you? Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to lead more towards the Xbox One and pick sure. up Just Dance 2014. <laughs> you are full of shit. You are so full of shit, Just Dance 2014. <laughs> In all you... honesty, I'd definitely get a Dead Rising 3, though. Okay. <laughs> now, I know, I know um, Agamemnon, you wanted to add to that with regards to Nax, so go ahead. Oh, uh, I just, you know... I, I... You know, with the stressful jobs that I have, I like a lot of stress relief games. I like to spend my time playing uh, some JRPGs. Uh, I like I like to play Flower and Journey every now and then if I'm really like just stressed out because I got I play a lot of Battlefield. So that game, you know, game FPS games in general just can really get on your nerves or, or work at you. Or if you're playing the story mode like GTA or something like that, and you're just dying over and over, that should just stress inducing, and that's that's not helpful to my kind of. Uh, <laughs> health style. So, you know, just playing games like that, I, I would really like to check out Mac just to see, you know, the kind of environment it brings. And it's it's the only, well, maybe not the only, but it's it's the one that Sony seems to, like, pimp out there. And it's like, the, it's, it's a pure next-gen title. It's not it's not a crossover-gen game right. like Battlefield or Assassin's Creed or any of those other games. Like, you play those games... The graphics ain't going to take away from the story. If you played them on PS3, you've already felt 
the beauty of those games and the story or whatever you might have gotten out of that. And then when, if you play it next gen, you're just like, oh, my God, there's blades of grass, you know, <laughs> and there's waves in the ocean. You know, that, that's, all the, that's all the next gen versions of those are really bringing. And um, otherwise, I would have said Battlefield 4 just to, you know, you know the, I, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the, the new DLC that's coming out for that, that are bringing a lot of Battlefield 3 uh, maps and kind nice. of converting them for Battlefield 4. Very so there's cool. one called like Op- Opera- Operation Firestorm, and they added a lot of cool shit there. And it's basically like a Tehran oil field, you know. And uh, they added like uh, where there's flames and stuff that actually hurt you when you're going around the map compared to the way it was, where it was just really bland sand desert in uh, in Battlefield Three. But um, there's still a lot of glitches with that game. It's mainly why I didn't um, choose that for my next gen title. Okay, makes perfect sense. So. Going into going into the recommendations, I, I want to say, and I was very bummed when I heard this, uh, one of the things that was on my radar, which was probably going to be the, the system I picked up, and I know some of you guys are going to be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with Rich? Uh, it was a system put out by a company called Hyperkin, and it was the Retro N5. Now, the Retro N5... What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Here's the, here's the kicker. The Retro N5 is an upgrade to their previous system, which was the Retro N3. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, what the fuck does it do, and why should I buy it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The Retro N5, get this, is a console that can play NES games, Super NES games, Super Famicom, Genesis, Mega Drive, Famicom, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy. All on one system, and it's only $99. It's only $99. Ninety-nine bucks. Now here's the kicker. I, it was supposed to be in stores next month, but I received an email earlier this evening, unfortunately, that it has been delayed until the first quarter of 2014 because they were experiencing some issues with faulty pins. Now they still have their retro N3 if you guys are interested, which I believe is seventy bucks, and that allows you to play Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and Genesis games all on one console. What do you guys think? My Super Nintendo by itself works fine. I'm going to keep using that. Okay. Do I have to buy the games, like hard copies of the games? Well, yeah, but it's all old shit. So, you know, if you want to pick up some Super Nintendo games, you're going to find them for cheap. Not Shaq Fu, dude. I got to spend like a... I got to put like a mortgage on my house for that, dude. Oh, the the all-powerful Shaq Fu, one of the greatest games ever. Right up there with Michael Jordan's Windy City Madness. What another? I think Shaq for alone is worth it to to get the the retro one five. You can play Shaq for in all the different systems. See how great it is. <laughs> I would I would honestly like the reason I I said this is because you know it, I I stream some games on our on our YouTube channel, but it uses S video, has composite AV jacks, and it comes with two controllers that are wireless. So you know it's a nice n- nice bit of a of a of a of a perk. And not only that, but you know, you can play some of those old Game Boy Advance and Game Boy cartridge games, which there were quite a few good ones back in the day. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why it was on my radar. And come on, for a hundred bucks, you can play all those retro games. You know, I'd pick up um, Clash of Demon Head on Nintendo. Um, you know, Secret of Mana. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of that old shit, which you know we all love to play. Yeah, for me, in all seriousness, um, it actually does sound pretty cool. You know, there, you know, especially for someone like me who sold all my old systems way back when, so right. I have one that can play all of it. You know, 
And I can think of all the old, like, side scrollers that I used to love, like, you know, Streets of Rage, Final Fight. So those are games I'd like to revisit. Well, you know what's Ninja funny? Gaiden. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. But you know what the funny thing is, too? That these are games that we always end up getting beat over the head for on Virtual Console, whether it's, you know, Xbox 360, whatever. And the fact is that the Retro N5 plays all those games, and it's all outputted via HDMI. Oh, beautiful. That's Why the, did you say that in the first place? Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted to kind of slip that in there. You, <laughs> one HDMI, the controller is Bluetooth wireless. You know, it, it's it's all good. Snap. Exactly. My Xbox wow. One to it. <laughs> so, so that's Xbox. why. N N five. <laughs> Xbox. Snap. <laughs> so that's 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 one of the picks I wanted to share with you guys. The other thing I kind of wanted to throw out there, and this goes out to everybody that's picking up current gen or next gen consoles. Do yourselves a favor, pick yourself up a solid pair of headphones. You won't regret it. Um whether whether it's for late night gaming or whatever. Sometimes you just want to zone out and not be disturbed. Solid pair of headphones. I mean, I use a um a, a set of Tritons and the Triton Warheads are 7.1. They're wireless, and they do Dolby Surround. You can pick that up for the Xbox 360. But the other ones I recommend are the Pulse ones for the PlayStation 3, which you can also use with your PC, and those are very, very nice. Figured I'd throw those two recommendations out as well. And I'll start going around the room. I'll start with uh, Quark. Uh, give us uh, some recommendations to pick up for the holidays. Uh, some games. I know uh, Walmart is doing like a super great deal with like $10 video games. Okay. A couple games that came out last year. If you haven't picked up uh, Dishonored, uh, Jack and Daxter HD Collection, Ratchet and Clank Collection, Max nice. Payne. But uh, overall games that I think people should get, um, probably my game of the year that I think anyone should own is Bioshock Infinite. I think it's like 30 bucks on Amazon, and I think that is definitely a game anyone should pick up. Very cool. You know, you're, you're, veg- you're vegging out during a Christmas vacation. Just great story, great gameplay, and I heard the DLC's not too bad. So pick it up. Very cool. Uh, John Blade, what about you? If there's uh, one thing you recommend people pick up for the holidays, gaming-wise. Gaming-wise, me being the starving college tonight, I haven't even looked at games, but... But, yeah, he wants to get an Xbox One. Yeah, but you... Uh, if I had money and I had to choose, I'd definitely get an Xbox One. Because I've evolved to the point that I barely even play games anymore. I spend more time on time time on Netflix and YouTube. Right. And I just yeah, take up my entire day. Just saying. So if I, had, if I had to give it to... I'd go for the Xbox One. Okay. It has everything you need. <laughs> All right. Um... I will say this, and, and, and John, you were you were playing hardcore GTA Five for quite some time, so I will say that um, GTA Five you can bag it on Black Friday for thirty five bucks. So if you haven't picked up GTA Five, you can bag it for thirty five bucks, pretty much from Overrated. all the all the major retailers, whether it's <laughs> you know Target, Best Buy. All, all the... <laughs> it sucks. I I haven't played that game since I said the beginning of November. Wow, game is amazing. Yeah, it, it was good for like the first month, and yeah. then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just not having fun anymore. <laughs> Prometheus, what about John's you? What do you got? Um, for me, I would say hands down, Last of Us. Um, Bioshock Infinite and GTA Five are both also very great, but for me, the game of the year for me was Last of Us. Like, if you haven't played it, I would definitely recommend it. The gameplay is solid, you know, as Naughty Dog's known for, but 
it's really the story that's very gripping from like the from the opening chapter, you know, you're just kind of pulled in. So that's, that's the game I had the most fun playing. Yep, and you can bag it for $35 also for Black Friday. So solid pickup uh, recommendation by Prometheus. Um, Agamemnon, what about you? Uh, I got a couple going. You know me, I like to be a little bit long-winded. That's all right. Um, if, if anybody, uh, I know there's fries are pretty sparse around the country. They're usually in like select areas. But if anybody's close to a fries, uh, they're actually doing some really good online deals tomorrow. They'll be closed at the store like any um, good American store uh, would do on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but online, you can still go online, and they're selling PS3 and 360 250-gigabyte consoles for $187. You know, with tax, it's just about 200 Um So if, if, if you're a family, if you got family and you're still, you know, scared to jump the gun to next gen and, you know, it's going to be like, what, another four years before everyone more or less makes the jump there. So you can still get the most out of PS3 and 360 for, you know, 200 bucks for 250-gigabyte console, and it comes with two free games, so um, all included. Um, and you can check that out tomorrow, like around 9 in the morning, and then that goes in through Black Friday as well. Um, GameStop, I know a lot of people like GameStop, so... They got some Black Friday deals, and they're doing the same thing as Fry's with uh, with 200 gigabyte consoles. Um, but the Xbox, they're a little different setup. With the Xbox, you're going to get Tomb Raider and Halo 4. And uh, with PS3, you'll get um, Last of Us and Arkham Origins. Nice. So those are, those are really good deals. And they're also doing um, Battlefield 4 and Just Dance 4 for the next-gen consoles for 25 bucks. So you can oh, pick wow. those up. And those games just came out, yeah. Um, they also got another deal. It's kind of odd. I've never really seen it. But you can buy two of anything. So you can buy, like, the smartphone from there, like an iPhone and, I don't know, The Last of Us, and you'll get something else for free. Oh, I'm shit. Sure it's got to be, like, the cheapest of the three. Yeah. Well, those oh, are wow. pretty good deals, if you ask me. Yeah, those are all solid pickups. I mean, other than what I mentioned about the Retro N5, you know, Arkham Origins for $35, that's pretty much uh, widespread. If you are a Gamefly user like I am, Gamefly is going to have some pretty mm-hmm. solid deals as well on a lot of their used titles, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, so super cheap. Quark gave out some really good deals also that you can bag um, very cheap as well. One thing I do want to say is if you're picking up any consoles, do yourselves a favor, uh, make sure to pick up, and this this is pretty much across the board a very underutilized item, and that is a charging dock for your controllers. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people they go they get the play and charge kit, or they you know they deal with the AA battery fiascos. But if you go to any of your local retailers, they're always going to clear out accessories. And I actually picked up a dock by Energizer for my Xbox 360 controllers. It was fourteen ninety nine. Just throw in my battery packs, and I'm good to go. Charges the controllers very quickly, and I picked up one for the PlayStation 3 as well. Uh, solid investment, and if you have a Micro Center close to you, you can actually pick up, pick up the refurbished battery packs for the control for your Xbox 360 controllers for less than $6 in some cases. So you can get backup batteries for your controllers, or you can get extra batteries for any of the ones that you want to swap out on the fly which is a solid pickup as well. Cool. I 
actually just want to add a couple things. Just like personally, like games that have come out and they're like on the super cheap. Um, I would say Mass Effect Trilogy, you know, especially if you're still going to be hanging on to your current gen uh, or your last gen. Um, Mass Effect Trilogy, that's a killer deal. 30 to 40 bucks, and I'm sure Black Friday, it'll be even cheaper. And that's three games with, I would say, over 200 hours of gameplay, you know, that you can just Easily. dive right into, especially over the holiday break. Uh, I know Borderlands 2 also has a Game of the Year edition with tons of content. And I know me and you, Rich, we talked a couple of times uh, during Nino Cooney, which is another big recommendation. Yep. Um, but with the little time we have on our hands, you know, I was still able to clock in uh, about 80 hours on Borderlands 2, and that was without all the DLC. I never even got any of the DLC. So with the DLC, I'm sure I could clear about two, 300 hours on that game alone. You know, so I think for 50 bucks with all the DLC included, that's a pretty damn good buy. Um, I was also trying to find... You know, you know, Mass Effect 3, the Mass Effect Trilogy came out uh, about this time last year, and uh, there is still no Uncharted Trilogy combo pack. Yep, so very strange. Else there. Yeah, I think that's They have a double weird. pack, but not a triple pack. Yeah, well, yeah, they've had a double pack for like a year now, but they haven't included anything with Uncharted 3, no GOTY edition, but... Just to add to that, you can still get all three games for just under 50 bucks, And I'm sure with Black Friday around the corner, probably even cheaper than that. Well, the uh, last... Go another ahead. Cool... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, man. Oh, I just want to add one last, one last game, Spec Ops The Line. I know Prometheus got me back on that. He even did a review because he loved it so much. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Incredible game. Incredible game. Okay. So I highly recommend that one. Um, to close up the gaming segment, uh, Gamefly's Black Friday deals are officially live. And if you want to get an extra 20% off, enter the coupon code GFDNOV20. That expires December 4th. And uh, they're doing a lot of really good deals on PC digital downloads if you're a PC gamer. Um, a couple of titles I did want to toss out there that you might want to pick up. Uh, Saints Row 4. They have it for 33 bucks on the PC. Uh, Company of Heroes 2 is $26. Uh, the Bureau XCOM Classified is 20 bucks. Bioshock Infinite is $9.99 if you're a PC gamer. Payday 2 is $14.99. Dead Island Riptide is $14.99. Um, Skullgirls is $9.99. And um, Fallout 3 is $2.49. Holy shit. Yep, and Fallout 3 Game of the Year Edition is $6.79. Wow. And, dude, yep. Worth every 15 bucks on like the Ultimate Edition of that game. There you go. And these are these are all PC digital downloads, so don't go, you know, don't squirt in your shorts thinking they're console games. These are all PC digital downloads. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed Premium Edition are also... Uh, heavily discounted. Assassin's Creed 3 is $7.49. Uh, one game that's very underrated is Bully, put out by Rockstar. Um, you can pick that up. The scholarship edition is $3.75. If you're a fan of uh, GTA and the Rockstar franchises, do yourselves a favor, pick up Bully. It is an awesome game. And those are all deals going on uh, via Gamefly's PC digital downloads. 
Anything else you guys wanted to add? I'm um, just that I wish I had a PC. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> you know, you know what what the crazy. I would try to be a college student. All I have to say. Well, here's the crazy thing. These are just Jesus Christ. Exactly, but you know what the crazy thing is? The the GameFly deals are just a fraction of some of the stuff that are going on because, mind you, Steam's Black Friday deals haven't even gone live yet that I'm aware of. And you, and you guys know that when Steam does deals, it's pretty much guys spending their entire paychecks on games. Yeah, Philip J. Fry, shut up and take my money syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that that's That's exactly it. Um, well, if we don't have anything else to add on the gaming side, we are going to go and take it home on the entertainment side of things. So there's nothing else you guys got to add? Nope. Uh, no, nope. I'm signing out myself. I got to go to bed. whole lot of nope. I got to uh, get out of here, too. It's fucking late. All right, well. Kind of. Ish. Well, all we got is the entertainment segment, and that shouldn't take long, so let's get right into it. Alright, so on the entertainment side of things, the first thing I gotta throw out there is the Breaking Bad Complete Series box set that comes in the drum. Uh, it's available on Amazon. If you missed out on Breaking Bad and you wanna watch the series in its entirety, obviously you can go the cheap ass route and go on Netflix and watch it. But if you wanna have a nice collectible that you can showcase on your bookshelf and watch to, to your heart's content, you can pick up the Breaking Bad Complete Series in the drum on Amazon other item i gotta recommend and it's a great showcase piece for your brand new tvs or home theaters is the wreck it ralph two disc blu-ray dvd combo set which is 15 dollars. so we're gonna go around the room go through um our guests and the mtr staff to get their recommendations and take it home so uh we'll start with uh john blade this time around uh any dvd or blu-ray recommendations you want to toss out there that people should pick up um, well, if there's anyone who has, like, about 200 bucks laying around, they have, uh, the complete series of Dexter on Blu-ray, and it comes in this incredible kit, I remember just staring at it for about <laughs> 15 minutes, because I fell in love with Dexter for about a month, but that'd probably be my best recommendation. Uh, I don't think it came out yet, but the Wolverine Blu-ray? Yes. Is that awesome. yet? No, not yet. Ah, well, one that does come out, the Wolverine was definitely a fantastic movie. I would like telling myself personally. Well, one thing, and, and it, it's funny you bring it up, the Wolverine, um, I recommend people pick it up for a couple of reasons. Number one, obviously, it was a very solid movie, but if you pick up the unrated, uncut edition, there's blood, arms getting cut off, Wolverine stabbing people in the face, lots of bleeding, <laughs> ample swearing, and not only that, but there is an alternate ending that shows Wolverine getting his trademark brown costume. So very cool if you if, if you're a Wolverine fan and you want to pick that up. So nice pick, John Blade, uh, Captain Quark. What recommendations um, you got? Uh, easily, not easily, but my favorite collection of movies, uh, the Rocky Undisputed Collection. I got it last year on Blu-ray. I think it was like forty bucks, but definitely worth it. All the movies look pretty good in Blu-ray. And for a more recent movie, I'd say um, At World's End, the new uh, Edgar Wright movie. Nice, great flick. Awesome recommendations. Uh, Prometheus? No Pacific Rim? I'm insulted. 
Well, but yeah, so, I just want to re- reiterate your pick of uh, the Breaking Bad Ultimate Collection yes. that has all the seasons. But on top of that, the only show that I hold in as high regard as Breaking Bad will be Game of Thrones. I recommend picking up. I think they all they have the third season out now. For it's only it's only ninety dollars on Blu-ray. You know, if you just have money lying around. But I definitely <laughs> recommend checking it out. <laughs> it's all time one of my favorite shows. So, it, it, um, yeah, the next season's not coming out until March. So you have plenty of time to get caught up. So that'd be my recommendation. There you go, Agamemnon. What about you? I think he might have left. You saw it? Oh. <laughs> I think he, <laughs> did he fade out? Yeah, I think he did. Look at that. I didn't even see him dip out. It's like, all right, guys, I'm heading out. I didn't know he said he meant it literally. So there you go. Agamemnon dropped out. Yeah, he's got to get to work. There you go. So I want to. Agamemnon recommends sleep. <laughs> there you go. He recommends he's free. He recommends the, free this season. He recommends the sleep anthology available in stores <laughs> ASAP. Hours, hours of footage. Entertainment. Well, to, to to bring it home, there's a there's a couple of of items I wanted to throw out there. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, you can pick up for twenty four ninety nine on Amazon. Um, it's obviously not the cool swank box set edition, but if you want to make sure to pick up the the Nolan Batman trilogy for super cheap, practically a little more than half off, you can get it for twenty four ninety nine. Um, if you want a good showcase piece. And you got kids. You can pick up Epic on Blu-ray. It's nine ninety-nine, practically you know seventy-five percent off. If you're a fan of the Terminator movies and and you can get past Terminator Three and Salvation, you can pick up the Terminator anthology on Blu-ray for nineteen ninety-nine. You get T one, T two, the the very abysmal Terminator Three, and Christian Bale yelling at Sam Worthington for ninety minutes, aka Terminator <laughs> Salvation. That's it. Common. And um, they pay you for picking up your neck too. There you go. Um, and John will appreciate this. Uh, the Wire, the complete series, which is not on Blu-ray, which is a crime. You can actually pick uh, up for eighty nine ninety nine. Um, if you if you're picking that up, and if you want to get ready for the next Lord of the Rings installment, you can actually pick up the extended edition Blu-ray box set of Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, the Two Towers and the Return of the King. That's going to run you forty four ninety nine. It's a solid pickup as well. And about three weeks of your life. And and about three weeks of your Damn. life. Absolutely, that's that's a no brainer. And I did want to say that um, if you are interested in in picking up some of these Blu rays and you don't have a PS three, you can probably pick up a nice Blu ray player. There's a couple of good deals on them for Black Friday. Um, I believe Best Buy is doing a Sony one with built in Wi Fi. For forty nine ninety nine, and the funny thing is, I think all of us can agree that it wasn't that long ago when a Blu ray player was like three hundred bucks. Now you can bag one. You up could for... just get an Xbox One. I'm just saying. Get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! Xbox, snap! Xbox, put on the three. wire. Woo. No, not play Just Dance. Put on the wire. God damn it! Xbox, turn on PlayStation Three. Xbox, turn on <laughs> PlayStation Four. <laughs> Xbox, go home. That's it. But um Jago edition. There you go. Uh to 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 kind of bring everything full circle uh Prometheus, you didn't did you have any other recommendations on the uh DVD and Blu-ray side of things? 
Um, no, not really. Yeah, I don't know. Just Game of Thrones. Just find some money if you can and get it. That that's my recommendation. There you go. Um, Despicable Me too. Blu-ray. Bye. There you go. Worth every cent. <laughs> I um, I'll probably I'm gonna just wrap things up with uh, Blade and Quark, but uh, we'll give Agamemnon uh, the opportunity. And obviously, well, Agamemnon and Prometheus were going to get the opportunity to promote their show. But since Agamemnon went to watch the Sleep Anthology, uh, Prometheus can be be our glorified hype man for the evening. So, um, of course, their show, Punching the Walls of Reality, and they also have a gaming show, which is Save File Corrupted. But you can always hear this yammering bullshit from me, but let's hear it from the man himself. Uh, Prometheus, tell people about both of your shows and about Punching the Walls of Reality. Well, on behalf of myself and the very sleepy Agamemnon, you can uh, you can check us out on Punch the Walls Reality. You know, we have our weekly podcast um, straight out of Austin. Pretty much we cover all the video game, or not video game, but movie, comic book news. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, sometimes we don't even read the articles. It's more it's more for laughs and just uh, just to have fun. And then biweekly we do Stay File Corrupted, and uh, we'll either talk about whatever whatever games we're playing or what's in the news that might be pissing us off or might be getting us excited. And then the site in general, we've been trying to move more to video. I've been doing uh, recaps of The Walking Dead. And we have some interviews up from Wizard World. That was this past weekend. We want to check those out. We have some from Alamo City Comic Con as well. Yeah, so we're just trying to branch out and do more things with the site. Awesome. I did want to say uh, you guys did amazing work at Wizard World. You guys are getting really comfortable in front of the camera, really stepping your game up. And um, I... I, I I like to endorse you guys with no reservations whatsoever. I mean, I could come on here and talk about all these guys that have shows, and they're like, yeah, man, Rich, you know, your show's awesome. I listen to it, blah, blah, blah. But you guys, you guys are always on the hustle, genuine fucking dudes, and I have no problem endorsing any of your shows. So I did want to put that out there. I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot. It means a lot from you. You know, I'm a real big fan of your show as well, so. Well, before but before we everybody gets gets goes into sugar shock from us blowing smoke up each other's asses. Um, where um, I love you all. There you go. Uh, where can you guys? A coma. <laughs> where can you guys be found? Uh, social media links, uh, web links. Um, you can find us at punchingthewallsreality.com or just ptwor.com. Um, we're on Twitter at ptwor. We're also on Facebook, just type in Punching the Walls of Reality, and also in Google+. Plus. Trying to have more of a presence there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think I have a Tumblr. It's more of my personal Tumblr, but you can find me, Prometheus Pit War, PCWOR, and that. Oh, and YouTube. Definitely check out our YouTube page. We're trying to grow that. And that's also just Punching the Walls of Reality. There you have it. All right. Uh, Prometheus, make sure to relay my message to Agamemnon. Thank you guys for... Uh, joining us to do this special holiday episode. I hope you guys have a uh, awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, don't kill any inmates, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch up soon. Well, I can't make any promises, but thanks. <laughs> thanks for having us on. You got it, brother. Take care have yourself. Have a good holiday. All right, you too. Thank you. All right, so, so the Buried Boys are going to help us close things out this week. Um, couple Shit. Of, there you go. Um, buried. Fuck. Buried. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, buried, buried. It's funny, and and I'm gonna share this with the listeners. Uh, buried is not, it's not on hiatus, but both Cork and both Cork and Blade are um, you know college students on the hustle, on the grind, and uh, you know 
Rich genuinely feels bad for them actually having to do real work in the real world. So he hasn't been beating them up as much. So there you have it. I figured uh, everybody should know what's going on with Barry there. You know, I haven't killed John. I haven't gone to Quark's house and, and skinned him and worn him as a suit. Uh, both of them yes. are alive and well. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yet. But um, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for, uh, for Barry. There you go. For the, be on the lookout for the return of Barry during, hopefully, the Christmas break. Um, I did want to happen is Go we're going to come back in video format and like John's going to come out wearing a cork mask and I'm going to come out wearing a blade mask and we're just going to do the entire like that. Hey, well, whatever, whatever it takes, we will definitely <laughs> figure it out. I, um, I did want to close out just with some, uh, hardware recommendations. Cause I know some people are going to try and pick up some gadgets. Um, if you're interested in picking up or testing out the Microsoft surface tablet, you can actually pick up, the first Surface tablet for $199, either directly from Microsoft or from Best Buy. But if you have a Micro Center close to you, you can pick it up with the touchpad keyboard, which is usually an extra $50 to $100. You can actually buy the tablet and the keyboard for $179. So definitely check that out if you're interested in picking up one of those. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people shit on the Surface tablet, but I got to play with it. And um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Windows 8 is growing on me, especially in tablet format. So I did want to throw that out there. Uh, lastly, of course, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, don't get the itis. Don't throw up on your partners. Watch some football and uh, listen to this episode of MTR. You may actually buy some shit that we recommend. If not, no harm done. Uh, Quark, of course, people can follow you. MTR Quark on Twitter. Blade, John U. Butler on Twitter, and you can always find them on the Facebook fan page. Anything else you guys wanted to throw out there? Uh, Quark, I'll give it to you first. Uh, fuck the PS4. Fuck the X-Bone. If, if you're going to buy anything, get a Wii U. It actually has games, finally. You know what's, That's about it. You oh, know or what, a 3DS, because the 3DS has so many goddamn games to it now. Well, you know what's funny? If any hardware, get one of them. It's funny you say that, because... As, as a gag, I was going to recommend a Wii U for, for the holidays, and then I said, eh, that would sound a little hokey coming from me, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you said it because, you know, that, that brand-new Super Mario is a problem. It looks legit. So no love shit. for the 2DS, though. Is this what's happening? Get out of here. <laughs> Xbox, snap to this shitty Xbox console. Xbox One Master Race. Let's go. That's it. <laughs> uh, John Blade, anything you wanted to throw out there? Stay buried, my friends. That is all. That's it. There you stay go. buried. <laughs> all right, boys. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, for the assist. Um, enjoy your Thanksgiving, and we will definitely catch up. Peace. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gents. The buried boys are taking us out. Um, last but not least, I did want to say, uh, and this is this is a little hacky, a little a little shitty, um, but and cliched. But the fact is that uh, I am thankful for you guys for tuning in every week and listening to my ramblings. I'd be thankful for Skype if it actually didn't freeze every few minutes and made me look like I was having a seizure on air. But whatever. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, no bullshit. I'm, I'm thankful for you guys uh, tuning in every week. And thank you to my team for enduring all my madness and all my, my demands off air, uh, you know. We are a family, and we try our hardest to give you uh, the best reviews and opinions possible on a consistent basis. 
So um, on behalf of myself, Quark, Blade, Jay Santi, Slick, who was not able to join us this evening, uh, Josh, Andrea, and the rest of the MTR family, I will catch you guys next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or whatever other holiday you celebrate. And uh, that's it. Time to get the hell out of here and get to work on some Thanksgiving food. Peace. I'm rich, bitch. Uh, Music-wise, what is going to take us out music-wise this week? We got a couple of different options. Got some OC Remix. I think we're going to go out with OC Remix uh, Disjointed Chemical from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The artist is Air 3S. You can download that at ocremix.org. Catch you guys next week. Thank you.